Welcome to Candy Bar Antler Boy, a series where I, Mike Rapp, and discuss the Netflix original series Sweet Tooth with the one and only IRCB regular, Danny. Hello, everyone. Every week we'll be discussing one episode of the TV series and chatting about the comic of the same name by Jeff Lemire, originally published by Vertigo Comics. And let's get into the show. This is episode, t- or season two, let me do that again. This is season two, episode eight, a.k.a. episode 16, a.k.a. the Ballad of the Last Men. 56 minutes, 14 seconds. Danny, this is the last episode of season two, and I feel as if my entire heart has been shredded. Uh, how are you feeling right now, man? I am exhausted. No. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the exact words that you sent me in a text was, Mike, we need to record this as soon as possible. I need to get the, pour this out of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before it leaves my brain. Yeah, um, before it leaves. <laughs> mainly because... Uh, we are recording this on a Tuesday, and on Wednesday, new comics come out, so they'll fill my head with nonsense. But, uh, right, right. you know, I think this season has had its ups and downs overall. Uh, but, man, they they know how to close out a season to make sure that I'm going to tune in next year or whenever, whenever this show <laughs> happens to come back. 2025, uh, you know, the 2026, 28, who knows, you know. Yeah. <laughs> whenever it is, I'll be there. Totally, totally, man. Well, let me let me get through a, a spoilery summary for episode 16 of Sweet Tooth, season two, episode eight. I'm just warning you, if this is your first episode, I'm sorry, but everything's going to be spoiled. The end. Um, so I don't know what to say. This finale, as I said, it gutted me. We, Tiger dies. Johnny has a crisis of faith and gets taken out by Abbott. His own brother, Singh, has a vision of the future question mark abbott is pressing in the kids set traps we get a few moments with bear that finally sort of click for the series big fights big big fights jeff versus abbott gus summons buffalo abbott shoots gus with an arrow i'm mostly summing up the end of the episode because to me that's the biggest thing that stuck with me amy passes and we get a lead into season three we're going to alaska so much happens in this short little episode 56 minutes long i partially expected this episode to be like an hour 30 um given how much had been built up but it was just the standard 56 minutes oh danny how how are you feeling i mean like i I know we kind of talked about it but like what were your your thoughts of seeing not doing so well and we get this crazy vision i mean it's it's a wild episode let me let me give my big gripe out of the way and i think i had a similar issue last uh, episode when we were you know we started with a, a flashback of birdie and kind of exploring that and i thought it was going to be a whole birdie episode and i was <laughs> yeah. like uh in this one we started looking at this model and it almost looks like a you know like a little model model homes or whatever i didn't realize it was the model that was at the zoo i thought we were gonna oh, yeah. spend so much of this episode exploring the last men and their history like they were gonna get their own Little flashback. I was like, no, no, no. I don't want any of that. It was a really, yeah, really funny misdirect because then we zoom out and it's actually saying and he's at the zoo. Uh, but I was gonna be very upset because I was like, oh, they're gonna leave all the big blowout stuff to either the end of this episode or yeah, even worse next season. Luckily, that was not the case. Uh, but it was yeah. a very tricky way to start the episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. We get seeing follow. I mean, like, I didn't even realize it that we got no follow up from the end of episode uh, six, right? Uh, Season two, episode six, where, you know, Singh is left by himself. And so we get that a little bit. I think the writers are like, ah, we got to sneak this in real fast, you know? Um, But it does lead to a really interesting, like, parallel moment that we see later in the episode, right? Like, Singh has this big vision. And he sees himself carrying Gus into like a snow covered cove or something like that. And then, of course, later in the episode, we see Gus at that same spot. Mm -hmm. Why? Like, what is the significance of this thing? What's real? Is this even a place that exists? We don't know because like the fate of Birdie is unknown right now, right? Like, yeah, there's there's so many questions here, right? But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, you know, this episode we we get Singh sitting in the thing. Tiger passes away. You know, she she gives kind of like her last moments, and Bear goes very solid. We get a, a lot of really good dramatic acting here in this moment. Um, uh, as Bear is like basically broken in half um, by the death of what is we I think we've come to learn kind of her closest friend. 
Um, they were they were close friends, mortal yeah. enemies, and then close friends again. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a rough moment. I I feel like, uh, and and real quick to go back to Sing for a moment. Um, sure. I feel like he was looking for a way out, and that's why he went into oh. that room. And then th- instead he had the vision, and I feel like that kind of gave him another reason to kind of keep going now that he's really lost yeah. everything. Uh, so that was pretty dark. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. this show tends to do sometimes. Uh, yeah. But but with Bear, I really Bear and Tiger, I really like that they kind of paralleled uh, how Bear had always kind of been looking for a sister, and maybe she had a sister in, in yeah. Tiger, and they didn't maybe fully appreciate that until it was mm-hmm. maybe a mm-hmm. little too late. So that was a big big emotional moment as well. Um, yeah, I mean, and then from there, everything the show just kind of goes very quickly you know 50 miles an hour just going 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 getting preparations done uh wow yeah 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 so you're reminding me i mean maybe we could talk about seeing later at the end of the episode because he is kind of like tied into the some of the final moments but like that there's a thing that that i just kind of connected in my head um i remember when we first saw dr singh in season one i was kind of like oh he's a bit more well put together than the sing we saw in the comic books um early on i I feel like the sing we saw in the comic books was very broken um from everything that he had done and i feel like sing we've learned over time has become more and more broken as the impact of what he'd been doing to try to create this cure has affected him especially with talking to his wife and talking with just like gus and realizing oh my god like this maybe isn't what i thought it was um but what I found to be most interesting about that moment when he leaves the flower room in the beginning of the episode is he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out Gus's antler. And I think he makes this connection that Gus is the is the savior. Gus is the thing that he needs. And I think maybe we called this in a previous episode when he made the first cure serum. Yeah. He used Gus's blood for that. He didn't use Roy's blood for that. Um, so Gus is clearly the key here. This goes back to what I was saying last episode with the yin and the yang thing. Um, so... What I found, what I find to be interesting is now the sing that I recognize from kind of later in the comics has finally shown up in the late later part of the season, and I'm guessing going into season three, where he's this crazed thing. And now this isn't a major spoiler for the comic by any means. Um, obviously, you should go read it. Spoilers if you haven't read the comic um, to an extent, but uh, sing reads these journals at one point, and the journals convince him that Gus is this savior. Now, I'll leave it some of the details. Uh, hidden there because I know Danny you want to go read the comics eventually Um, but seeing reading that it kind of fractures his mind about the sick and I think that's what this moment was in the TV show was he finally has been broken mentally and now he is no longer this scientist person this rationalist that he's been trying to hold on to I think now he's fully in the like the dreamscape of like, this is beyond science and I have to believe in a quote unquote higher power in order for something to happen, uh, which is very interesting. Um, and again, this is me feeding a little bit from the comics and those th- in those thoughts, but I think that's what we're getting conveyed in the TV show. So I don't think I'm stretching too far. Um, yeah, that, that it's a small scene, but man, it like cracked open my mind with a bunch of different things. Um, but Anyways, we can get back to things here, uh, you know, back to reality. You know, Singh asked that question, why am I alive? And then basically the next large chunk of this show is everybody prepping for the big battle that's to come. Uh, what did you think about everybody doing their part to try to save yeah. the Kevin? <laughs> I, I mean, I really liked how they are making do with so little. Uh, I think Gus goes in and it looks like he already had a lot of stuff. I think I think him and Puba had prepared a little bit, so they had yeah, some stuff yeah. ready in the cabin, uh, and and you know he finally has to bring it all out, uh, and yeah, that was. I mean, I just I love a good montage of like preparation, building the fort, like getting things ready. It's always really nice to see the kids kind of do some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, but but you never know it, if it almost feels like a like a Home Alone like setting up the traps where you never really know how they're going to fully work, like what that's going to look <laughs> yeah. like. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I like, it's a good way to build the tension for what's coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that tension is kind of cut, interspliced with the other massive moment of this episode, uh, the buildup, right? I said Johnny had a bit of a crisis of faith, 
And I will say that I was rooting for the guy to get out of Doug's, aka Abbott's hands, right? He's packed up his stuff. He's got his guitar, which I was like, of course he's got a guitar. Uh, And Abbott catches him. And there is just this rough moment where Abbott is trying to play to Johnny's uh, sympathies and his emotions and saying, like, you're my brother. I care about you. I saved you. You know, he talks about he killed their dad to save Johnny. I mean, that's a little bit later, but still he convinces him that he's yeah. got to go with him. Right. Um, and he has to get on this this helicopter to go get these kids, even though Johnny doesn't want to. But he he's got him wrapped around his finger. Um, yeah. I, don't, I And then eventually when they get there. Oh, boy. Uh, I, but I, I guess on the trip, I should say the big thing about this scene that I really like was impressed by was the trip. So the, as the as the traps are being set and everything's happening, Johnny sings this song. Oh, and I'm like, God. this actor's got some chops. He so can. Good. He's got a voice that I was like blown away by how beautiful it sounded as they were flying, you know, across these play uh, this wilderness to try to get to a Yellowstone where these kids are. We're getting this beautiful melody belted out by this actor. Like what a moment, right? Yeah, no, I that that moment really hit hard because you know, you get a, a glimpse of like maybe Johnny can finally get to freedom and he gets pulled back in by his brother one more time. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I feel like at this point he he kind of almost resigned to his fate. Uh like he's ready mm-hmm. to accept it and that's kind of where the song comes from. It it's got to be something personal for him and Abbott. Uh Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was really well kind of intercut with with the scene you know like just a really well cut um, scene montage like very organic way to put yeah. in a song in, into yeah into the episode i didn't even write down what the name of the song was i was i was literally like enamored with the moment right. i was like oh man he can sing because <laughs> abbott asked him he says you know sing to me like you used to which i was like all right creepy all right dude you're already really creepy can you just tone it down a little bit right <laughs> um but yeah, he sings. Uh, they get all these weapons together, uh, all the kids and stuff. I, there was like a biohazard thing there that I was like, what even is that? Why do they have that? Um, which, of course, plays a big moment later in the episode. But I was like, what a weird thing for them to have. And I know that that's where like Gus's dad used to work. But I was like, why would he bring something that was like super dangerous with him like that? Yeah. Also, it made me think that was he really just a janitor there? Like it almost right. felt like that's the story he had been feeding Gus, uh, right? But right. oh yeah, because we get to see some flashbacks. We get to see like I don't know, like it all. This is all very un, un unreliably narrated by this the 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 show. So like sure. you know, why would he have that? Now did they maybe just want to use the the needles or I don't know? It feels like it was a kind of like a, a little ace in the hole that they were saving. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah. to what effect, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, and this could be bad memory from the both of our parts from last season. I mean, the show came out two years ago, you know. <laughs> right. um, I, but I don't remember. I, I don't know. I, he was kind of a prepper-ish. He was, he was at least knowledgeable. I don't know. Well, either way, it you know, they have this thing. It becomes super relevant later in the episode. Um, the kids, they end up going to stay with the Andersons who I think we met before. Right? We did. We did. They okay. they ran into them. Jep and Gus ran into them while they were trying to, like once they, once the last man found the, the fence, uh, right. they had to leave. So yeah, they ran into them. They live in the, in the resort at the top of the mountain. Oh, whatever. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that, okay. That, and yeah. that's why they, so they're like, Hey, we're going to take these kids. We're going to put them on the gondola. Mm-hmm. That's basically bears whole job is to get these kids out. Um, and then Abbott shows up. And basically from here, we're like a snowball effect rolling down the hill because uh, dude's not happy about this cure business. Um, and Johnny's like, I don't like what you've been doing. He says, you have to let these kids go and you have to let me go. He pulls a gun on his brother. You know, Johnny says it to Abbott. He's pointing a gun at him. This is the gun, by the way, that Abbott gave him before they got on the helicopter. So like. They keep thinking um, and Abbott says to him, he gives him this hug. He says, okay, let him go. Let him go. That's fine. Um, and, uh, or no, th- sorry. Johnny goes to shoot his brother. Right. And then they turns around and he's like, no, 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 dude, 
that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> it's it's a it's a whole thing. He tries to let his brother go. Uh, and I wrote my notes. I don't like this because I think in the moment Johnny's walking away and it's silent. And I'm like, I don't I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, you, you just and, see uh, the like whatever the the other person she goes up to Abbott next to Abbott. But you don't really oh, see yeah, in the background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh. And she put in. So Abbott grabs a gun. Pulls the trigger on his own brother. Uh, Even though he just told he's... him not to aim at a person's back. Like, oh, he's yeah, yeah, such yeah, a hypocrite. True. I hate him so much. Uh, right, yeah, because Johnny had pulled the gun while he had his back turned yeah. to him and blah, 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 yeah, yeah, so on and so forth. Um, the thing that killed me in this moment was that Abbott doesn't care, right? He kind of says this, I think, earlier in the episode, like, I'm not like these other people. I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not a person. He kind of implies this, like, sociopathic thing that he is not a human um and uh but so as they go to leave uh to basically ambush these kids or going after these kids he says to his fellow army people bury him when this is over like there's this weird twinge of there's like an emotion there but obviously he doesn't care enough to even be sad in the right. moment or even care in this moment uh man it was uh it was rough well, it's a rough it, moment the other thing is when johnny pulls the trigger and it's empty Abbott justifies it by like, I didn't want you to accidentally hurt yourself, which is why I oh, gave right. you an empty gun. Like acting like he's still protecting him, even though at that point yeah. he probably already made up his mind that he's going to shoot him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's uh he's trash. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> so. He's such a monstrous character. And I love this evolution that we've seen of him over this last season Yeah, where he went from bad guy to monster. He, right like because there's clearly i feel like an evolution of his badness and evilness um and we've seen it on full display by the end of the season he's he's on the level of like a villain like the governor from the walking dead or, or something oh like yeah that. totally yeah. totally um but yeah so the the last men start to storm the cabin um and I just wrote LMAO, they're counting quote kills because they all Amy, Jep, and Gus are the only three that remain. Right. Uh, they're like got walkie talkies and they're like counting kills the same way that Legolas and Gimli counted kills in Lord of the Rings. I mean, this is how you get to play Fortnite in the apocalypse. Um, yeah, yeah. Got to get that chicken dinner, right? <laughs> Different game. Wait a second. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I was going to go along with it because I don't play Fortnite, so I didn't know. But yeah, uh, it's PUBG. It's OK. It's OK. It's all um, the same games. Get at me in the yeah. comments. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like Amy's killing dudes. Jeff's killing dudes. Gus is killing dudes. I don't really know. Yeah, it was it was like some of them didn't look like they were dying. Like, I know for sure Jeff was shooting people. But, uh, oh yeah, like yeah, Amy's some... definitely like cracking necks and, and breaking skulls. Yeah, right? Gus is like, I dropped rocks on him. Yeah, it's like, like all right, home alone, it's fine. Out. Yeah, like tie him up or something. I don't know. Like you got to do a little something more, guys. Like because they're just gonna respawn. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. Uh, we get a great fight between Jep and Abbott, and mm -hmm. all I wrote in my notes was, "Oh boy," <laughs> in all caps. I I love that Jep doesn't wait, doesn't get sucked in by by like his talking. He oh, just yeah. macks him in the face right away. And I was right. like, yeah, finally, finally. But it's such a great character moment for Jep, too, because if you think about everything that we've learned about this character over this season and last season, Jep's whole thing is a series of regrets that were caused by him being talked into things because his emotions were driving him and mm -hmm. he just needed a direction. Um, and I think in this moment, this is him saying, I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to let anybody try to manipulate me and my emotions anymore because he knows that that's what Abbott does, right? He mm -hmm. saw it in Freetown, right? Where he watched Abbott spin snake oil into a miracle cure and he saw so many people get like excited about it. And he was like, oh no, that's been me for the last eight years. Yeah. Um, I've been just getting sucked up into these things by fast talkers and people promising a brighter future. And he, I think Jep in this moment is realizing he's the only person that can actually issue change for himself, mm -hmm. um, which like is maybe self-evident and obvious, but at the same time, like if you look at Jeff's character, this is, this is a huge moment for him. And of course it's super satisfying for as us, for the viewer to watch someone punch Abbott, in the face over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And I mean, Abbott brings, starts bringing up his family. Like, anything he could do to I, distract I, them. 
Exactly. Um, and the fact that he knew all that stuff, what a monster. Yeah. He's like I said, the worst. The worst. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. uh and you know, I, I will, it was a little distracting that we kinda had to cut to uh Wendy and Bear for a little bit and while all this stuff is going on. I need <laughs> I, I felt like I knew that was gonna happen. Because yeah, like they were yeah. the last ones going up in the in the thing, and they, I feel like they still had a lot of stuff to talk about too. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and it really hadn't come up until they they kind of have to fight some bad guys, and and uh, uh, bear drops her little locket thing or whatever it is with the picture. So <laughs> wait, wait, did did she have that before? I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, I remember she she even I think she tried to keep it when when they went to the. The last man, it was like something that she snuck in, like oh, with the cassette. I think with the cassette, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that was a it's an interesting moment because like Wendy, being the oldest, is kind of ushering the kids in because they listen to her and they trust her. All the kids are starting to love Bear because the plot demands it, but also because I feel like it's kind of a natural stepping stone yeah. um, for her being like the cool older kid for them. Um, and yeah, they get this moment. Wendy is like super like untrustworthy in the moment about what bear is trying to say to her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it did kind of ruin a little bit of the momentum. Like my notes are all caps. Oh no, there's a big fight. And then it's just all lowercase <laughs> as yeah, I'm talking yeah. about Wendy and bear. Um, but like, I'm glad that we finally got that. I'm glad that like Wendy pulled one over on bear. I was like, I, I thought all of those moments were great, but it, I agree. It kind of felt like it di- like disrupted the flow of other things that right. were happening in the episode. Yeah, I feel like that should have happened before the fight started. And then right, right. something like that. So I don't know. Yeah, the pacing was a little off there. Because right. then we, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking at, at the notes here. And then my notes are very similar to yours. But like Gus goes in the little hole under the stairs. And I didn't oh, understand. Yeah, like traps him. Yeah, like was the plan to have him wait there to ambush somebody that came in or to back up Amy. I don't know what the plan, like how did they talk Gus into being going into the hole? Because uh, right, right, right. Amy obviously wanted to protect them by trapping him in there, but I feel like that would do more harm than good. Like if, if for whatever reason, something happens to both Amy and Jeb, Gus is just kind of stuck there and like somebody's going right. to find them. So I don't know if that was well, the yeah. best plan. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because like the only reason she did that is because Jeb couldn't stop Abbott, right? right. Like Jeb has this, awful moment where Abbott knows everything about him and mm. knows that he has a bum knee and the sound that they used in oh, the episode God. for for Abbott just kicking Jep in the knee I like recoiled from my computer screen yeah. it was yeah. it was way too much he goes, um, he's so, like how's your knee oh my god then he just kicks him oh my god what it was yeah. very get, well done it's a perfect villain moment, right? Like he gets to be the most evil dude ever. And so Jep has, uh, Jep has no choice, but to radio in to say, Hey, I I couldn't stop him. Like, and that's where Amy's like, we're going to, I'm going to put Gus in this hidey hole. And we know from the last time Mm -hmm. Gus was in there, he got out. I think Amy, clearly the smartest person in all of the rooms like that she's been in, in this show knows that Gus is going to try to escape, Mm going to try to be the sacrificial lamb. And she's like, she says to him in, at one point, I already got the sick. What more can he do to me? Which is yeah. both heartbreaking and also like a a further proof that we we that we don't really need that she is willing to do anything for these kids. And the same way that Bear is willing to do anything for these kids, the same way that Jeff is willing to do anything. Um, it's it's such a such a great moment. And her trapping Gus in this thing where he just starts screaming is like. It's that that thing of you're watching someone go send themselves out for it for for you and you can't do anything about yeah. it. It's it's a great moment. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what the, the plan was. Maybe she was hoping that eventually the kids or the Andersons would show up and maybe they could free him. Yeah. Um, and then Wendy shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Which I was like, be, why? Be, yeah, I think uh, this, I'm trying to remember the order of things, but because Amy's a great shot, like she starts taking people out as they're running oh, yeah, to the cabin. True. And then yeah, yeah, Abbott yeah. finally goes in. I think I think they fight inside the cabin before before everyone else shows up, if I'm mm. not mistaken. You're right. Uh, you're right. You're right. Because the girls See, I, fight. I was so the, the I'm so lieutenant. entranced in mm-hmm. in the in the show. I just stopped taking notes. <laughs> well, and it's such a good fight too. Like Amy and Abbott going toe to toe. Like it's just really good. Uh, you know, she mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. he sneaks past the 
she's a good shot until she has to shoot at it because of plot reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah. she takes out like three dudes before before that. Abbott That's gets true. in there That's true. and they just have a like a like a fist fight, really. But mm-hmm. I love I love the way she handled that because she he got in real close. And that's when she just let him know, like, oh, that's okay. I'm sick. And now so are you. And oh. I was like, oh, beautiful. Dude, that was such a wonderful, like, moment. Because, like, we've seen we've seen Abbott be, like, recoil away from anybody who has yep. the sick, right? He yep. intentionally keeps his dinses. He knows what's up. Like, he's not trying to catch that sick. Mm-hmm. Um because he does, and of course, we don't really know how it's spread, or at least it's kind of implied that we don't. But her getting in his face and like coughing and spitting, like, oh my god! Yeah, I thought she was gonna spit in his face to like, like. Just I know, I know. Uh, but it, I think it's even better than that because then they start fighting again, and the needles come out. You know, if you show oh. if you show some needles at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> you're gonna have to use them before the end. Right, Chekhov's needles, yeah, yeah. biohazard needles, yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know what was in the needles. I'm assuming it was either whatever they already had, whatever virus maybe that he already brought on, or yeah. or maybe she took some blood, some of her own blood to poke him with it because I think either way he would get sick. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I guess it doesn't matter, but what a moment because she just goes like a like a bullfighter. I don't know if you've ever seen bullfighting where they put the. Uh, in, yeah, in the yeah, bulls, yeah. yeah, like just went for his neck. Um, it was, it was just amazing. It was really, really cool to see. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't fully take him out because then that's when Gus breaks free. Um, yeah, and yeah, so Gus gets out. Uh, yeah, she tackles him to the ground. I almost felt like it was like a Wolverine moment, right? Yeah. Like coming up behind someone and just taking him down. Mm-hmm. Um, Gus breaks free. Abbott, still alive somehow, shoots Gus in the foot as he's running away. I couldn't figure out, like, Gus falls. And I rewound it to be like, why did that happen? I guess, fine. He has the plot reasons fall over. But it was kind of a weird thing because we can't shoot Gus. But we also need him to stop. So (laughs) it's a really interesting scene because it shows you how inept Abbott really is. He he sure. took three shots at Gus before hitting him, and they were yeah. way off. Like I'm talking, like he yeah, was yeah. hitting trees. Because yeah, Gus is away. Gus yeah. is fast, but uh, you you can tell Abbott is just not good at weapons combat, and that's you know that's mm-hmm. why he, mm-hmm. he puts up that persona of like whatever. Uh, but you can tell he's not good at that. He finally ends up like he I think he graces one of his legs, and that's when he ends up falling. Yeah. Um, I also don't know like does. Gus heal faster than normal. Like, can he take some more extra pain? I don't know. It's all very. It's I, all I can't very remember, weird. Because he gets hurt in the first season, yeah. and like, I remember Jeff being like, "Oh, you're like fine now." Um, so like maybe kind of. Yeah, uh, I don't knows? know what his full set of powers is. It's, it's not Wolverine style right. super healing, but it is advanced healing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but what one thing I, you mentioned this really quick. I think we should probably talk about it because I think we're about to get to like the last moments here right. of the show. Um. Bear does have this fight with Abbott's right hand person. Um, it's like a, it's a, it's of all the bear fights, it's the best choreographed, I think. Yeah. Um, we've seen some other bear fights that have not been good. Uh, and I think this one actually worked out really well. I thought it was a good fight. I thought the end was good where Bear's pendant falls off and Wendy finds it and they finally mm-hmm. get this moment of like, oh shit, we're sisters. Um, uh, which a good, a great moment for like them, that story to conclude on. Um, because Wendy then immediately rushes over to Amy, who's like beat up, not doing great after everything. Right. Um, but yeah, back to the action after Gus gets taken out. Uh, or I don't know if you had any thoughts on that and the bear moment. No, no, I, I mean, it was there. just a cool fight. I love the way she ends. Like she did some kind of like thing where she puts her hands around her neck or like her own hands around her own neck and then twist. It was it was pretty sick. Pretty yeah. sick way to take it's her co- out. It's a cool fight. Like but, we actually got to see Bear be pretty cool. Yeah, this is probably my favorite Bear stuff that's happening. Finally. Yeah, yeah. Finally, only two seasons <laughs> later. Uh, but yeah, so Gus gets knocked down, um, and the weirdest thing in the entire world happens. Right, Abbott walks over to Gus, puts his hand on it, puts his foot on his hand. Um, he's try, he's gonna shoot Gus in the head. Mm-hmm. Gus screams and a bunch of buffalo come running like we had seen the buffalo earlier in the episode and Abbott remarks like oh look what happens when we don't intrude upon their their naturalistic mm-hmm. ways right and then Gus screams and all these buffalo come running like what the hell 
Yeah, I was very surprised because they definitely made it seem like there was more to Gus's scream. Like it was, there was something primal to it. And because they totally. zoom out as he's screaming, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then you just kind of hear very, <laughs> it felt like a very Jumanji moment where you hear everybody starts <laughs> looking around, like hearing the stampede. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, here yeah. come the buffalo, and boy, they just step all over Abbott. They do go around Gus, which is is nice. It's like it's a cool little thing, though. Like he, they knew, like they yeah. knew to not trample him, right? It, it gives you a feeling of like there's more to. Like I said, we don't really know the extent of Gus's power set. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or maybe his ability, uh, his abilities are you know ever evolving. So I don't know. But yeah, that was mm-hmm. a really cool visual too of like just all the buffalo running. They almost hit uh, Wendy and um, uh, and Bear as well. Bear. Like they had to go behind, and they finally. It feels like that's when it finally clicked. Like, oh, maybe she can really protect me because she is my sister. That was a really yeah. nice moment behind the tree for them Definitely. too. Um, yeah, and then uh, there's a moment of calm, and Gus turns around, and, or Gus stands, and yeah. then Abbott somehow is not dead and shoots Gus with. The crossbow that he was carrying, I like screamed. I'm yeah. sitting in my office. I'm like, you know, all the windows are closed, got the lights off. I'm like 1000% zoomed in on this episode, thinking, oh man, what an ending. This is crazy, satisfactory, all this stuff. And then an arrow goes through Gus's chest. I, again, punching things. I'm screaming, running yeah. around my house, Danny. <laughs> it, I was oh, I was not a fan of that move because Abbott shoots him and then dies immediately. Dies it's like I know. Oh, it's so frustrating because I was like I because again I'm like we're at the end of the season. We know that this show is going to continue. Mm-hmm. How are they, how are they going to take out my boy like this? <laughs> well, and then the the worst thing is that, and we can talk about it the next scene. They yeah, give yeah, you yeah, like the the worst misdirect of like you know. <sighs> Jeb's giving a eulogy. There, all the kids are there. They're mm-hmm. around, like you know, they obviously just buried someone. And as Jeb's talking, like they kind of visit um, Tigers, Tiger, where they buried Tiger. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just kind of all the things that they've lost, and we don't see Gus anywhere around. I know. Oh, and, and they're just, slowly panning yeah. around all the kids too. Oh my god! And, and that that was the other thing too. I'm like, would they have brought back all the kids if it wasn't Gus? Like, I don't know. I was like, the show very mean, very mean spiritedly, made us believe that that was Gus. Obviously, I was like, it can't be, but but I don't know. For a moment, I was like, do my whole brain. I was doing like slow, slow, <laughs> slow math of like, okay, okay, all the kids are here. Wait, wait, is Amy okay? There's no way she's okay. Is Gus okay? There's no way he's okay. Like, I'm trying to like level it in my head. Yeah. Like, who could this be? And then, of course, they set down the final rock. It says Amy Eden. Um, yeah. And, you know, Jeff delivers this beautiful line of like, you never lost anything. You only found mm-hmm. like such a wonderful moment. I'm tearing up. I'm crying. I'm pulling Kleenex oh. just to like make sure that I can get through the final moments of this episode. Um Bear figures out where they got to go next, right? Because, like, they go through this eulogy and stuff, and we cut to Gus uh, in this bed after he has this vision. Again, my notes just give up at one point here because I know multiple scenes happen between my next chunk of notes. Um, Gus has his little vision quest thing, right, Um, where he... He's he's oh, no, th- next to the fire. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, so we like we get people researching stuff because Gus is unconscious. There's some stuff about Alaska, mm-hmm. and then we see Gus is like seen having this vision quest where he saw the same cave where Singh was carrying Gus's unconscious, lifeless body. We're not really sure. Gus though goes in, and inside this cave, suddenly a fire lights a fire with the wood that is made up of deer like antlers yeah. it lights up suddenly and this woman is sitting there shaking she turns her head and it's birdie um like i don't remember i can't remember what she says to him but there's just this whole moment of like that's his mom he's seen her for the first yeah. time is this a real place is she okay like we don't know like when i when i said earlier in the episode i alluded to like we don't know what birdie's status is is this where she actually mm-hmm. is right now did she see this as well? You know, and what was right. Singh doing there? You know, like this is enough, like you said, to get me like I'm gripping my desk and ready for season yeah. three to to just wash upon me. <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying to think like did whatever thing pull her out of the hole in the first episode or at the beginning of the season 
right. they drag her back to the cave and that's why she's there. Also, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. has she not died from being cold? But whatever, <laughs> or maybe it hasn't been that long. Maybe, maybe that right. you know hasn't happened that long. Like, right? Maybe there's this this like. Well, we know that Birdie has talked to 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 uh, Bear in yeah. real time at some point. Because I was like, oh yeah, maybe these things were like time. But I, I wonder if oh. that happened before the hole in Alaska. Ah, oh, Danny, they like, they can't be know. playing games with us like that, man. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, this is this is based on a Jeff Lemire comic, Mike. True, so, true, true, true. So I would not put it past them. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, man, what a what an ending. Especially as we were talking about the the last episode, I think that you know this other egg, we don't know what was in there. Is there some kind of link to mm-hmm. to everything that's going on in Alaska? Like, what is the uh, is is Gus being able to have those visions? Is there some kind of link between all those things? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm I'm very very excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but yeah, so this, so the episode kind of wraps as they figure out, all right, we've got to go to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what's happening. I'm excited. I'm we're going to Alaska, baby, like three times in my notes, <laughs> um, because I'm excited to see them move on to this thing. And they're they they make this like very nice bow wrap of like, okay, the kids are gonna stay with the Andersons. It's all good. Um, but Wendy, Bear, Jep. And Gus are all going to go north. And so we get this really mm-hmm. cool little moment of them showing up. It's got their little backpacks on and they're all ready to go hiking and stuff um, into, the, into the north. Um, one thing I noticed is Gus, clearly a bunch of time has passed because Gus's little nub on his, his, little, his antler had again. healed over and had even grown a little bit. Yeah. So like that's not something that happens overnight, let alone over a few days. Mm-hmm. I think we're talking weeks have passed since the fight with Abbott before they decide to make their their their. Uh, trek north yeah. um so yeah because because the thing is you know we see this this last moment they're all going to alaska and then we cut to sing this is like lord of the rings this is like return of the king there's like five endings to this yeah, episode yeah. which we'll talk about but sing shows up to the cabin realizes they're all gone um and then he finds the piece of paper where hey alaska that's where we're going so he's like all right i gotta go to alaska um and then we get one more epilogue to this, but I don't know. Like, uh, I guess the final epilogue, epilogue is uh, we find out that Abbott has been taken out. The, the last men are pretty much over because someone is telling uh, Mrs. Zhang, I believe is her name. I think so. Uh, that Abbott, this is the woman that we saw a few episodes back. She's one of the warlords that helps take out the other warlords. Um, and she's like, well, uh, I guess we're going to have to take care of that ourselves because they need to find Gus. They need to find this cure because they don't know what happened to it. Um, and then she cuts up a bunch of meat really weirdly. It's like the most awkward thing I've ever seen on screen. Right. Um, and then she walks it over to this this kennel where there are these dogs just barking with a capital B. Uh, and she feeds There's it something. to them. And that's something i well, i'm gonna say spoilers i know that they're dogs but oh, i won't okay. say anything more than that um but she's feeding to these angry animals it's a twist on the comic book i will say mm-hmm. and i really really like it um but yeah two or three endings to this episode but either way it was, yeah. it was a good way to get us hyped for season three this was very much of a uh thanos i'll have to do it myself type of moment <laughs> with, oh, yeah, with... she pretty much says that yeah. right <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm excited. The only the only thing, and I'll say is, we're probably not going to see the kids as much next season. Oh, for um, sure. Oh, for sure. Which is kind of a shame because I think they were a highlight of this season. Yeah. Uh, but I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited to learn more about the more mystical, magical, whatever you want to call it, aspects of this story. I think it's all been very science based, and mm-hmm. <laughs> so far, mm-hmm. you know, as much as science, you can really push the limits of that. Uh, so I yeah. think we're getting ready to get real bonkers for next season. So yeah, pretty excited for that. Well, maybe let's let's do our our little wrap up here. We'll talk sure. about what was good, what was not so good, and then I think you and I should do a little bit of like predictions and hopes of what we're hoping to see for season three. So um, I guess I'll ask our final questions here. What was good, Danny? What did you like about this episode? Uh, just I think good fights, like very well choreographed, both yeah. there and and the lieutenant uh, Abbott's lieutenant. Uh, and then Abbott and Amy duking it out in the in the cabin, uh, yeah, just good. Like I, you don't see that kind of stuff much in the, in a type of show like this. So it was yeah. really nice done. It was nice, nicely done. Totally, yeah. I I kind of I feel the same. Like everything came together really well this episode. I think of all of the episodes this season, this one had this like the strongest storytelling, like from beginning to end. 
it was like like a beating drum. It just kind of kept going and going and mm-hmm. going until the very end. Um, but I and I also really liked uh, Jeff's Jeff's eulogy. I thought that was like a beautiful send off for yeah. the character of Amy, as well as just a, a wonderful thing to say about a person. And uh, you know, it, the delivery was fantastic, and I was sitting here just bawling. I was like, yes, this is this is too good. This is too good. Um, but yeah, I guess what was not so good for you? Um, that they killed Johnny, Mike. Oh, they killed Johnny. <laughs> and that's not cool, man. Yeah. Uh, because that means we won't get to moment. see that. Yeah, we won't get to see that actor anymore. And he was just so good. Agreed. Uh, so Agreed. It'll be, a, it'll be an interesting void to have to fill next season. Also, I mean, as much as I hate Abbott, the character, I think, you know, the actor who played him really did a good job because he made me hate him all throughout the season. Oh, yeah. Um, so... It's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to having these new challenges and villains for next season. So, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I definitely, definitely feel you. It's interesting because I feel like Johnny's character was very similar to the comic, and then they changed, I think, a little bit of how things wrapped up with him, uh, which is unfortunate because I think in the comic, he's really, really empathetic. He, it, it's weird because he's very empathetic, but he also, you can see that he's kind of turning a blind eye to the stuff that his mm-hmm. brother's doing, which is exactly what happened in the show. But uh, the things that are happening in the uh, happen in the comic, I feel like are a bit more gruesome. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, it's a, it's kind of like hard to forgive that character. But I remember also feeling like feeling for the character of Johnny um, in the comic. So it was interesting, but um, yeah, the, the resolution epilogue to this episode, I think was a little dragged out. Um, I think it would have been nice to get, the Dr. Singh stuff before the, Hey, we're going to go on a camping trip thing um, to say, like wake up in the morning one day and we do a pan across the the cabin and no one's there after this big thing. If we're going to go to Alaska, um, it would have been nice to see, I think things in a little bit of a different order and they should have taken the epilogue and made it after the credits. Like at, do like do a classic comic book thing. I know yeah. it's, it's kind of out of the ordinary maybe, but it would have been nice to get like a little bit of credits and then immediately cut to because I felt like the pacing for this end of the episode mm. was a little off because of all of that. Like it didn't wrap up in a nice bow the way that I feel like the rest of the episode kind of came together. Yeah, maybe because it is Netflix, they think people will just stop watching as soon as the credits hit yeah um yeah so maybe that's why they didn't do it there but i mean i agree with you i think we it would have been nice to have a few moments like maybe just the main credits to process everything yeah. and then give yeah. me an epilogue to really even if they would have just flashed like the title like the you know like a yeah, sweet give us a, logo or something like i 100 percent agreed 100 like percent agreed because that yeah because that would have definitely been at least enough of an indicator to let me know the episode was over but i didn't get the netflix hey next episode or yeah ne- the netflix thing like we all, I feel like Netflix, in a way, understands their users to a certain extent to know that if we don't see the "Hey, next episode" cue, or we don't see the like little thing where the image becomes the top left corner mm. of the thing, so they can promote something else, we know that the episode's not over. Um, like if you're watching, and I remember when the Marvel movies were on Netflix, I wonder did they do that for for movies that had post credit scenes, or how did they handle that? So um, either way, I, I thought that like. This episode, for the most part, was good. It's just that ending was clunky. Um, and everything to me, this is kind of an episode or a season discussion I kind of want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, epi- everything with Bear was clunky this season, yeah. right? I honestly put that on the writers and directors for not finding ways to make this work. And I don't mean to like disparage. I don't know how to make a TV show. I'm not that guy. But at the same time, it, it was so obvious to me that her story was not gelling the right way it needed to um she wasn't getting the same emotional beats as everybody else in the show so like it always felt like she was just a, an adder like a little bit of add-on to the to the episode versus like actually having a c storyline which is kind of what i think they were going for yeah um so like because like we said the fight scenes that she had in this episode were great but previous fight scenes were really clunky so like whose fault is that you know right. um i don't know Maybe the actor is just like awful at all of this. Who knows? Maybe it's all on her. <laughs> yeah, no, I but, agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you go back and listen to all the season episodes, a lot of the times when we talk about what's not so good, it's just a lot of the stuff with Bear. So, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it was a thing throughout the whole season. Hopefully, they can work on that. Now that we have a smaller group, they can probably focus more on yeah. really fleshing out these characters. Yeah. 
Um, which kind of leads to the last thing I want to talk about here. You know, this is the final episode of the season. The episode is kind of running long, but I'm curious, Danny, what do you think is going to happen next season? Um, I, especially with, we've got multiple people heading to Alaska now. Um, how do you think they're going to cover all that? I, <laughs> the funny answer is I think everyone's going to discover how hard it is to get to Alaska. Uh, <laughs> Because it's going to be like yeah. a survivalist show now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just a whole country and and then another country in the way. But um, yeah. no, I I hope that we get to see. I want to see the the evolution of Gus's abilities or whatever that case. Mm-hmm. Is. I think I think hopefully they can find a way to flesh it out and so we can easily more easily understand it. Because right now it's very vague. Maybe they don't have a full idea of what you know they have probably some inkling because of the comic and, and then I don't know how close all that stuff is to, from the comic either. Uh, so yeah, I just want to make sure that they get that, that it's clear what Gus can and can't do. And, and I hope that they can explain that well, because otherwise it may feel a little unsatisfying at the end of like, sure. Oh, this is just happening because we needed it to happen, but not because we've actually planned this for the whole show. Yeah. I mean, I just want more narration of like, this is a story about a boy yeah. with antlers. <laughs> like, we need to get that guy to do the show intro. I know. Well, I, you know, I do really love how consistent that's been and how fun that's been as a thing. Like the end of this one if, in particular, maybe it was the beginning of this one. He had, had the, you know, this is a story about a boy. And then it says, this is also a story about like, I love the way that they've done that because you read the comics. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for like, how how the story's structured but there is an interesting tie together at the end that i think is really smart the way that lemire uses narration um in in what happens and it's kind of mystical it's kind of interesting it's kind of like oh this is like this is something magical um and i'm really excited to see how they pull this off with the final season yeah um because like having read the comic i can see where they've taken some t- some twists and turns and decided to not include some things and include some things uh, but I think we have a whole season left and things that they maybe didn't include in the earlier seasons could still show up mm-hmm. in the next season. Like, for instance, what what's happening with, with uh, Miss Shang is a very interesting twist on something that happens in the comics that I really like because I remember when when. Th- this thing was supposed to happen. Right. I'm trying to be as vague as possible here. Comic yeah. readers, maybe you know what I'm talking about. Uh when this thing was supposed to happen, I was kind of like, huh, I guess they're just not going to do that. It, and that's fine because I like what they did instead. But then to see it all kind of come back later mm-hmm. for a different thing is like, oh, so they're going to just make it the season three thing versus the season two thing. Um, totally fine by me. I really like it. Again, I'm really excited for that twist. Um, I hope that Singh somehow survives. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to by himself, uh, but he's, yeah. the, he's the lone question mark I have. We, um, but I we think did we also... might... We might figure that out very early in the next season. So go ahead. Yeah, we did also see kind of an into. I think it was in this episode when we saw Ronnie uh, riding in a horse and just kind of. That is true. We getting her on riding a horse because yeah. I think I think at this point it's very clear that what's kind of going to happen to her. Uh, yeah, but maybe not. I mean, she was getting treatment. Maybe some. I don't know. Uh, but it, it, it overall, this seems pretty clear. But the other thing, and it's going to be a shame if we don't see any of Bobby next season. And yeah. that's going to be very upsetting because I feel yeah. like Bobby should have gone with them. He's so handy in every situation. I know. He's... Well, let me let me be clear. I'll say in the in the comics, like minor spoilers, when this kind of moment happens in the comics, Bobby does go with them. So I was very surprised to see that this is the gang that went um, and Bobby wasn't with them. Now, some other characters that are in the comics aren't even in the show. So like, Obviously, they're taking liberties and changing things because, you know, smaller cast is much easier, more manageable cast. But um, come on, we love Bobby. How is Bobby not the number yeah. one thing they want to put in let's, this show? We'll let's see. start a, a bring Bobby back for season three hashtag on, on Twitter <laughs> yes, or yes. in social media. Or we're trying to get Lemire on the show. I'll ask him, you know, where's Bobby? What happened to Bobby? Answer our questions. Um, Give please. him a spinoff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can we just get a series of shorts made by Netflix about what Bobby's up to yeah. in between, you know, episodes that show up as like stingers? Um, that'd be great. Um, anyways, Danny, any any last thoughts here before we wrap up on season two of Sweet Tooth with hopes that season three will be out in a reasonable amount of time um, next year? 
Yeah, Netflix, uh, pay your writers so we can get the show back. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even consider that this could potentially be Fallout. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's why we need to get these studios to give, you know, pay people a reasonable wage. Uh, they're I'm not asking on the phone for with Mr. Netflix. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, I, it was, this has been such a fun season. Uh, I'm actually kind of glad that we inadvertently took a little break. Uh, It feels like it was at a good spot too. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it it was almost at the middle of the season. Uh, And yeah, it just really let a lot of things kind of gel and come together. And then, you know, I also really appreciate just, it feels like every time we do something like this, we each catch something different that the other one might've missed. And then things start clicking together. So that's a lot of fun. So I, I really enjoyed doing this show after, after watching, um, the show so yeah i'm looking forward to continuing the future maybe afterwards finally i'll get to read the the comic and figure out how it's different <laughs> and all the little 2024 things that we can talk about that yeah I'll, 2025 sometime <laughs> you know in, in well, a yeah. few years yeah yeah no i i feel the same way i know it's unfortunate we had to take a little break in the middle there but like i feel like i was really able to just absorb these last few episodes and it's been really awesome to do that um also i mean it's been fantastic to have you on the journey the whole time this season danny i really appreciate that man um and yeah looking forward to season three I, I, genuinely this is the last episode of this season of candy bar antler boy so like if you got this far and you're listening send us an email tell us what other show we could potentially do this with because at this point i'm just curious to know who's listening <laughs> This is like the Ice Cream Man show. I don't even know if anybody listens to those episodes. So like, yeah. if you got this far, send me an email and say what's up. Uh, and if you include your mailing address, I'll send you some stickers and buttons. I'm going to just put that out there right now. So uh, <laughs> anyways, um, I promise I believe in the show and I believe in the podcast, We, we but... do need to go to the, the, the so-called secret chat and ask uh, Kate Lenfear what she thought of the show. Because I know she also watches and listens Kate, to the show. Kate does listen uh, to the show. So. Uh, I'll make a special Candy Bar Antler Boy t-shirt. And we'll we'll distribute this out only to the people that listen to this show. Exclusive, um, exclusive IRCB merch. But um, well, anyways, Danny, I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, this has been a blast, man. Season two is awesome. Can't wait for season three. As always, you can find us on the internet at Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Goodreads, YouTube. All the links are in the show notes. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash IRCB podcast to get early access to all the IRCB content, plus a slew of over 130 different IRCB exclusive podcast episodes on Patreon. It's crazy. Uh, the IRCB candy bar logo is done by the Sam DS. Music for this episode is Beautiful CS by Robert Farmer. I want to say thank you again to Danny for being on this episode. Thank you to everyone out there for listening. And until next time, comics are good, and so are you. Bye.